When I was in high school, I was not the valedictorian, okay? Um, I didn't have straight A's, didn't have A's and B's. I was lucky if I got a C, okay? Um, I was a baseball player, and I felt like this is my ticket out of here. It's not going to be my grades. It's not going to be my smartness. It's going to be my athletic ability. I remember my senior year of high school, I got put in an honors history course. And I thought to myself, how in the world am I ever going to pass this class? I'm going to have to retake my senior year. I don't know what I'm going to do. I walked into that honors history class the first day of school, and my teacher came to me, and he said, you're so much more than a baseball player. You're so much more than an athlete. You're smart. You just don't know it yet. You've got this. I'm going to help you. You know, sometimes people, they're like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to be there for you. He was there for me. I would stay after school, and he would teach me, this is how you take notes. This is how, when I'm speaking, don't just look through me. I want you to listen to me. So he taught me how to take notes. He taught me how to study for tests. And along the way, on this journey with him, he, he really strengthened my relationship with God. He was a believer. He was awesome. I loved this person. He actually ended up baptizing me. I really revered this individual. I looked at him like, almost like a father figure in my life. Went through high school, I actually ended up getting an A in that class. It felt good for me. I was like, it's like my only A. My dad's gonna be really happy. Um, I took those tools that he taught me. I went on to get my bachelor's degree, and it was, it was fantastic. I was so grateful for this person because it wasn't just a, a year thing that it stayed with me, but it stayed with me through through my life and took it into the, to the workforce of how to be organized and how to make people feel your influence and all these different things. I was so grateful for this person. You know, six years after high school, I got a call from my friend and he said, did you hear about what, what happened? I was like, no, I, I didn't hear. And he said, you know, th this teacher actually took advantage of some of the guys in our class sexually and it, it really hurt my heart. Because this was someone that I looked up to. This was someone who I revered. I wanted to be like that person. They baptized me. I was hurt. I was upset. I did not know what to do. Right now, we're in a message series. It's called Toxic. And in this message series, we're talking about unforgiveness. Unforgiveness can cripple so many people in this life. It can hold us captive, and really, it can ruin our lives. You know, I wanna warn you, today's message is it's not the easiest message to hear. It's not the easiest message to speak, but today is for you. If you're in here today, if you're watching online, I believe with all of my heart that this message God wants you to hear. Now, you may not be going through something right now, you may have never had something traumatic happen in your life, but I promise you, one day you will. And one day you will need to forgive somebody. Now the good news is this, that oftentimes in life the best things are on the other side of something that is difficult. Today we're gonna talk about some difficult things, but I believe with all of my heart that your best days are right in front of you. You know, last week Pastor Glenn kicked off this message series. It was great, we had a great time. We were talking about the small offenses in our life, 
Now, I call that being petty. Sometimes in our life, we can be real petty, and we hold on to these little things in our life where we're scrolling down social media, and we say, I just can't believe that person would say that in a time like this. And we, we hold on to these small offenses in our life, and really, they're holding us back. The good news is we're getting over it. Can we say, I'm getting over it? Amen. Next week, we're going to be talking about forgiving God. And if you're technical, you know, we, we really never forgive God because he doesn't sin. But so many of us are holding this grudge in our heart against God. It's like, God, where were you? Why did, not, why did you not intervene in this situation? You didn't do what you could have done, and we feel this anger in our hearts. Next week, we're going to be talking about reconciling with God. And the week after that, we're going to be talking about forgiving ourselves. So many times in our lives, we're, we're carrying the shame, this guilt, this regret with us every single day. It's time to let it go. When you're a follower of Jesus Christ, that is not you anymore. The old person is gone and the new creation is here. So we're gonna be talking about reconciling with ourselves. Today is going to be a heavy one for a lot of people. It's gonna be painful for some people but I believe on the other side of difficulty, we find what is best. We find what's best. I wanna read a passage with you today. This is from Luke. And if you could, whether you're here or you're watching online at home, what I want you to do is I want you just to close your eyes and meditate on these words. Jesus, he was talking to the disciples and he was basically warning them, in this life, you are going to be hurt. It is going to happen. You are going to be disappointed. You will be betrayed. This is Luke 17, verse one. Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. Another translation says, it is impossible that no offense will come. It is impossible. In this life, you will be offended. In this life, you will be betrayed. In this life, you will be lied to. You will be hurt. Verse three, it says, so watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. Now that doesn't mean go up to them and be like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, you get out of here. No, what, what the scripture is saying is, let's not pretend it didn't happen. Let's confront this issue. Let's deal with this pain. Let's deal with this hurt. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. You know, the apostles felt a lot like us hearing that. You know, in our life, if someone wrongs us one time in a day, it's like, hey, I got grace. I'll, I'll forgive you. It's all good. Second time, come on, bro. What do you, third time, you're out, okay? And that's how we feel in our hearts. Seven times in a day. And this is the, the apostle's response. Increase our faith. Increase our faith. I don't know how I'm going to forgive these people who've hurt me, but I know I can do it through you, Jesus. I know that if I rely on you and I put my faith in you, you can help me overcome this issue. Now, you may be in here tonight and say, hey, I want to forgive but I have no clue where to start. 
It starts with faith. The title of today's message is The Faith to Forgive. Lord Jesus, I pray for everyone who is here and all those that are watching online at home, God. I pray that you will consume us right now, God. That you will open our hearts to receive from you, God. That you will open our ears and you will soften us right now, God. I pray that we will rely on you in every situation, God, in the good times and in the difficult times. In your name I pray, amen. Who betrayed you? Who lied to you or lied about you? Who mistreated you? Who took advantage of you? You know, last week we talked about the small offenses in our life. And, you know, we can talk about that and, and maybe even laugh at ourselves and be like, man, how could I, it's our, I don't know how I could ever feel that way. It was just so silly. I'm being so petty. It happened one time. We can talk about those types of things. But what about when it's an event that took control of our lives? That it changed the trajectory of our lives, where it changed how we look at people. When someone wronged you in such a hard way, you know, someone that you loved, someone that you admired, that you looked up to, that you revered in such a high way, that is hard to talk about. You know, I don't know the situation in your life. There's a lot of people here. I don't know if it was a roommate who maybe stole from you. Maybe it was a, a kid when you were a kid and, you know, you had someone bully you. And, and those names that they called you, the labels that they put on you, you carry with you every single day of your life. Maybe it was a boyfriend that, that lied about you or lied to you. Maybe it was a father that you so desperately wanted to please. All you wanted him to hear, all you wanted to hear him say was, I love you. I'm proud of you. But instead, he made you feel small. Made you feel afraid. Maybe it was a friend who gossiped about you. Maybe it was a spouse that you loved with every ounce of your being where you gave them everything in front of God, in front of people. You made a covenant, but they didn't live up to those promises. Maybe it was a person that took advantage of you sexually. Maybe it was an organization or a church who hurt you. Who hurt you? Do you really need to forgive that person? Why do you need to forgive that person? Because they don't deserve forgiveness. Maybe you want to, and you're just asking yourself, how could I ever forgive that person after what they did to me? I respected them, I loved them, I trusted them, and they stabbed me in the back. We increase our faith. You know, I don't know the details of your situation, I don't know what took place in your life, but I understand betrayal to a degree. I understand what it feels like to be wronged. You know, I talked about the, the example with my teacher. That hurt, that was painful. That person baptized me, that was painful. You know, another example, when I was 12 years old, you know, as a 12 year old, I kind of lived in this bubble 
and uh, I still watch like Bear in the Big Blue House and stuff like that. Like as a 12 year old, I was, I was sheltered, okay? Um, you know, I still felt like, you know, this world, you know, there, there's a, everybody's good, everybody's kind, everybody's nice because that is what I experienced in my life. I lived in a bubble. And then there's this, there's this individual in my life who I revered, I looked up to, I actually called him uncle. He was a big role model in my life. Um, he'd come and pick me up, we'd go bowling, we'd go and hang out. Actually, the first time I ever drove a car was with him when I was 11. I go, what? It was awesome. We were in Forest Lakes Elementary parking lot. It was great. I had so many awesome memories with him. Well, when I was 12 years old, I was on my way home with my dad from one of our Sunday night services, if you remember those. It was great. I had a lot of fun. And on the way home, we, we partake in our tradition. We'd go to McDonald's. And I would order my Mighty Kids meal. And, but on that way home that night, something was off. I didn't know what it was. I was enjoying my burger. And my dad told me something that changed everything for me in my life. He said, you know, this person stole from the church. And they've been doing it for a very long time. So you're not going to be seeing him around anymore. It hurt me. I looked up to this person. This was like someone I wanted to be like when I grew up. It hurt my heart. But more than anything, it changed how I looked at this world. I was like, man, if, if he is not who he says he is, who else is lying to me? There's a lot of people who have been lying to me. I don't even know where to begin. And, you know, for a long time in my life, through, through high school, through college, looking back when I was preparing, I was like, this is why it's so hard for me to trust people, is because of this situation that took place. So how do you forgive? Maybe you've tried before. You've got counseling, but it just won't go away. I wanna ask the married ladies in here, what is one of the hottest things that you can see your husband with? It's a vacuum, okay? You know, when, when I'm at home and I'm vacuuming, and my wife walks in, she knows, she knows, because I, I know she likes that. It's very appealing to her. Now, unforgiveness is a lot like vacuuming, okay? You know, there's those little things on the carpet we get over here, we, we suck it up, and we hear that noise, and we, we love that noise. It's just cleanliness. And we go, we're sucking things up, and then eventually we get to this little piece of lint in the carpet. We go over it, it won't come up. So what do we do? We hit it from a different angle. All right, we, it's not coming up. So we come over to the other angle, and by the power of Jesus, you come up, right? And, and it won't come up. Eventually, we pick this piece of lint up, we look at it in the eye, we throw it down and we do the same thing over and over again. That is what unforgiveness can be like. Maybe you've hit this at every single angle and it still doesn't work. You know, for some people hearing this message, this is gonna bring up some pain from your life. For some people, this is going to be agonizing to think about the hurt in their life. But I wanna tell you this, God tells us clearly to forgive. Here's three scriptures I wanna share with y'all today. If you're dealing with this or 
you're going to deal with this one day, I, I encourage you, put this somewhere where you can see these scriptures. This is Matthew 5, 43 through 44. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Yeah, we heard that, and we, we would want to do that sometimes, but this is what he says. He says, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Pray for the person that hurt me. Pray for the person who changed my life in a negative way. Ephesians 4, 32, it says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Forgive each other, just like God forgave you. In this verse right here, it needs no explanation. This is Jesus. This will stop you in your tracks. This is Matthew 6, 14 through 15. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. God tells us to forgive. It's not a suggestion, it's not a best practices, we have to forgive. We forgive because we've been forgiven. I don't know what happened to you, what needs to be forgiven, but God tells us so clearly to forgive. Forgive. So what does it even mean to forgive? What is forgiveness? Before we get into forgiveness, we have to know what forgiveness is not. First thing is this, forgiveness is not forgetting. You're not forgetting. You're not pretending that this didn't happen in your life. You're not just gonna sweep it under the rug and, and just move on for another year because you don't wanna deal with this issue. You're not gonna continue to let someone be a doormat and you're just gonna continue to get walked all over where you send them Christmas cards and comment on their Instagram posts with a little emoji. We're not forgetting what took place. Forgiving a betrayal doesn't mean you let them keep hurting you. You forgive you create boundaries. Rebuild trust if you can, but you're not forgetting. Another thing that forgiveness is not, forgiveness is not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair for us to just let somebody off. It's not, it's not natural for us to do that. It's, it's natural for us to strike back. We want to get revenge in our life. That's natural for us. If someone comes up and hits me on the cheek, what do you want to do? You want to smack them. If someone, if someone hurts your children, what do you want to do? I want to take them out. That is natural for us, but God's word says to pray for them, to pray for those who persecute us, to pray for our enemies. And he's not saying pray that their transmission goes out in their car or anything like that. He's saying to pray for them that God would change their heart, that God would change your heart. And in the process, he softens our hearts. Following Jesus goes against everything that this culture stands for. This culture stands for vengeance. You hit me, I hit you, we are getting even. But God says no, show grace, show 
love. You know, it's not natural for, for a woman who's been taken advantage of by her father to just forgive them because he says sorry years later. It doesn't make sense to ask somebody to overlook what their best friend did to them and stab them in the back. That's unfair. It's totally unfair to ask a husband to forgive his wife who did something with his best friend. Totally unfair. So many times in our life we say, I want what is fair. I want justice. Thank God he wasn't fair. Thank God that Jesus wasn't fair because if he was fair, I would get what my sins deserve. I would get eternal separation from God. I would get an eternity in hell because that is what my sins deserve. God is always just, but he isn't always fair to our benefit. Psalms 103, 10 through 12, it says, he God does not treat us as our sins deserve. Thank God for that. Or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. That is what God did for each one of us. When you become a Christian, the old person that you used to be isn't here anymore. The sins that you had in your life, he takes those. He creates you a new person. You are a new creation in him, and he forgets about them. When he looks at you, he doesn't look at your past. He looks at who, he, you, who you are and who he created you to be. So think for a second. What, what are the things that God forgave you from? Think about that life before you knew God. The mercy that he has shown us. The grace that he has showered upon us. The second chances. After second chances. After 50th chances where he's still there with his arms wide open. Saying, come home, son. Come home, daughter. That is the God that we serve. Now listen, I don't know if I'm talking to anyone who's been forgiven, but I have been forgiven from so much in my life. I've been forgiven from, from lying, from cheating, from, from lustful thoughts, from betraying people, bringing huge amounts of pain onto people. I have betrayed people. I have broken people's hearts. I have done things that I'm not proud to say that I did but I've experienced so much grace from God. Forgiveness is giving others what God gave us. And forgiveness, this is at the center of the heart of God. God is forgiveness. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That is the God that we serve. The heart of God is for us to receive this forgiveness, but also to give forgiveness. As a Christian and a follower of Christ, forgiveness doesn't just flow to us, but it flows through us. Grace flows through us. Mercy flows through us. Love flows through us. So how's your flow?
How's your flow with bringing grace into situations? How's your flow with giving mercy when it's difficult? I want you to imagine your soul as a spring of water. If you've ever seen a spring of water, there's life. There's a current ripping through. In that spring, there, there's fish. It has life. And on, on the banks of the spring, there's, there's trees because that water is giving it life. Trees grow tall. There's, there's fish. There's life. It's a life-giving spring. Now imagine some, some trees fell down in the middle, these little pieces of bitterness. And then before you know it, we have a dam built in the middle of the spring. Now, what are we gonna do? On the other side of that dam, there, there's death. There's no life. There's no fish swimming around. The trees on the banks are going to die because of something blocking it. It's bitterness. It hurts us. It hurts our lives. It hurts how we affect other people for God. The disciples, they asked Jesus one time, how, Jesus, how should we pray? What should we do when we, when we pray to God? This is what he said. If you know it, feel free to say it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Do you really want to pray that? Do you really want to pray that prayer in your life? That's hard. That's hard. Forgive me, God, like I'm gonna forgive my boss who makes me feel uncomfortable, who I just hate going into work with because he's just so toxic. He's an awful boss. Forgive me like him. Forgive me like, like I forgive my ex-wife who, who hurt me immensely, who really hurt our children and their development. You want me to pray that? How's your flow? It's not just what flows to us, but what flows from us. Why does God want you to forgive? God wants you to forgive because he loves you so much. Because he loves you so incredibly much. He doesn't ask you to forgive to heal the other person. He asks you to forgive to bring healing to you in your life. He asks you to forgive to set you free. Forgiving may not set the person who betrayed you free, but I promise it will set you free because forgiveness holds us captive. Unforgiveness can run people's lives. It can take control for decades or even for the remainder of our lives. Forgiving isn't gonna be easy, but we have to increase our faith because it's easy to be bitter. It's easy to walk around in anger and mistrust, but it takes faith to forgive. Saying, Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I have faith that in this situation, you are gonna do a work inside of me. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in 
you. If it can raise Jesus from the dead, it can help us forgive. It can help us find grace. It can help us have peace. Faith enables me to see an opportunity for freedom where others only see an offense. Now, faith, it doesn't mean that you're going to feel all excited when you're starting this process and I can't wait to forgive and dig up those old bones. That's not what it's going to be. Faith comes before feelings. Faith comes before a healing. I'm choosing to walk by faith. In my flesh, I'm angry. In my flesh, I'm hurt. In faith, I'm choosing to to give what God gave me. Forgiveness, it can be a process. For a lot of people, it is. But forgiveness can happen in a moment. But it takes faith to forgive. It takes faith to believe that on the other side of this pain, there's something better for you. So what's holding you back from this freedom? Who's holding you back from this freedom? You know, I wanna talk to the married people really, really fast. Marriage is great. Right, guys? Right? Okay. I'm trying to help the guys out, okay? Listen, marriage is great. But with that comes, comes some pain, comes some hurt. Some of the best marriages that I've seen are people who are professional forgivers. I remember when I got married, I was so excited, and what I love to do is I love to go up to people who've been married for a long time and ask, what's the best advice that you can give me? I went up to Marilyn and TC, and at the time, she's been married for 63 years, and I'm like, what is your secret, Marilyn? She, if you've ever talked to her, she just whispers in your ear. She goes, short-term memory loss. <laughs> we laughed. She said, forgive. Don't hold on to these bitterness. Don't let seeds of bitterness grow between you and your wife. Move forward. Forgive just like God forgave you. Now, today's message, I'm not asking you how much forgiveness do they deserve because we know that answer. But I'm asking you this is how much freedom do you desire? How much freedom do you desire in your life? By faith, I choose to forgive. I may not feel like it, but I have faith. What you did, what you said, the neglect that you felt, the lies, the betrayal, the deceit is not going to hurt me anymore. I'm not going to be a victim anymore. I'm not going to be a prisoner of this pain anymore. I'm letting it go. I'm giving it to God. I'm going to have faith to forgive. I'm going to have faith to be free. Get your joy back. Get your peace back. Get your life back. You're not a victim. Choose to let it go. You know, here at church all the time, we have like a slogan. It's uh, love God, love people. You know, we love the shirts and the hoodies, and we love wearing it around and posting it on Instagram, hashtag love God, love people. That's great. Once you're a Christian and you fully understand the love of Jesus Christ, it is easy to love God because we know what he did for us. I love God because I know the sacrifice that he made on my behalf.
I know what he did for me. So that first part, it's easy for us, right? But love people? <laughs> I'm talking truly loving people. That's difficult. That is hard. But love, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love is not easily angered, but love never fails. Love never fails. We can't change the past. I can't change what took place in your life, the hurt that you feel, but God can change your future. And it starts with giving to others what God gave you. That grace, that mercy, that love, that not keeping record of wrongs starts there. I talked about those two situations earlier in my life with the person I called uncle and the teacher. Those things took a long time for me to work through in my life. I talked about my feelings of betrayal and anger and mistrust. How did I work through that? I increased my faith in Jesus Christ. I prayed every single day, not for a week, not for a month. It took years to forgive those people because they meant a lot to me and it cut so deep in my life. I prayed every single day that God would soften my heart towards them, that they would experience the same grace that I've experienced. And through the process of praying for them for years, God softened my heart where when I thought of that person or I saw a picture of them, I wasn't upset. But I just felt hopeful that God was gonna do something in their life. I relied on him. And that opportunity is available for you today. Now there's people in this room, there's people who are watching online who are dealing with bitterness. There's people here who are dealing with pain from their past, and I believe that you are here for a reason, and that's to start that process of forgiveness. I wanna be there with you. I want you to know you're not alone. There's a lot of people in here who are dealing with this issue. If you guys wanna just bow your heads right now. If you're in here today and you've been dealing with unforgiveness, it's time to start the process of letting go. It's time to rely on God, to increase our faith in him, to know that there's something better for us on this side of the offense, God. So if you're in here today and you want to start that process of forgiveness, what I want you to do, I want you to look up at me, I'm gonna pray for you. Just raise your hand right now. There's hands going up all over this room. You're not alone. Dear God, you see these hands, God. You see our hearts, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, that you would increase our faith to know that what you have for us in the future is so much better than this bitterness. That you help us rely on your words, God, that in this process of digging up bones and going through this pain, God, that you help us find freedom. Let us look at people the way you look at people, God. Let us find grace, hope, and love in every situation in our life. In your name I pray, amen.
you know, maybe you're, you're in here today and you've never accepted the forgiveness from God. You've never surrendered your life to him to say, God, you are, you are the king of my life. I want you to know Jesus loves you. And he paid such a high price for your soul. Everything that you've done in your life, the sins that you've committed, the lies, the neglect, the betrayal that you've shown upon people is forgiven when you humble yourself and seek God. If you're in here today and you wanna accept Jesus as your savior, this is your moment. Because he took all your past, put it on himself and paid the price with death on a cross. Three days later, he rose again. If you're in here today and wanna accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior with no one looking around, I just want you to raise your hand right now. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So if you raised your hand, or maybe you didn't and you want to say a prayer, what I want you to do, this is a moment just between you and God. Tell him you're turning from the old person you're not going to do those things that, you're, that you are asking for his forgiveness, that he will make you a new creation in him. Declare that he is the king of your heart. Salvation will come to you today. So I'm gonna pray for you and just say a prayer to God right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the people who are accepting you as their Lord and Savior right now, God. I pray that the old life that they live will no longer be here, God but a new creation is here, God. Forgive them of their past mistakes and their shortcomings, God. Bring reconciliation in their life. Reconcile anything with you, God. We make you the king of our hearts today and every day. Thank you for what you did for us on the cross that you rose three days later to show how good you truly are. We love you, Lord. In your name I pray, amen. How many of you appreciate Pastor Andrew? God is so, he has really blessed us with the Davis family. We are so blessed. Would you, would you stand to receive a blessing today? I know this is a message that hits right here, but I believe God can use it powerfully in your life. Just. Turn your palms upward or lift your hearts to the Lord to receive this blessing upon you. May you be blessed today with the willingness, the desire, the passion to forgive. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you on Worship Wednesday.